Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. A leading lady. Sorry, I got ahead of myself a while ago. A leading lady. It's fascinating that I have a great relationship with women. I always had a great relationship with my mom, my baby sister, uh, women in the church, my wife, um, my second mom, Mom Brown, Jen's mom. But I haven't done a lot of classic stories over the years on women. Now, I know that I have, or I'm almost certain I have, but God was really leading me this week to speak about women, even leading up to this. We finished the book of Romans, chapter 16. Paul gives honor unto all these different women, these lady leaders and ministers uh, in the book of Romans. We finished the book of Romans on Wednesday night. And of all things, we're going to talk about a leading lady today as we lead up to our Flourish event for Flourish Night for ladies. So check this out. Let's go to Judges chapter 4, verse 1. I think you'll see that this woman in this story is very Christ-like in many ways. It's an honor and privilege to be able to say that because there's lots of men in the Bible that we say, well, they were Christ-like. They had some, some attributes like Jesus. So this is during the time of Judges in Israel. Judges 4, chapter uh, Judges chapter 4, verse 1. Check this out. After Ehud's death, the Israelite, Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. It was just a cycle. They'd have a judge who would rescue them. A judge was a leader, someone who made decisions for them, led them into battle. And then they'd go right back into sin and worship idols and do all kinds of crazy stuff. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hagoim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Someone say, they cried out. They cried out. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, she was a wife, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. Someone say, prophet and judge. Yep. She was the leader of Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah. She had a palm tree for shade. And they named it after her between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites would go to her for judgment. Did, was that it? Was that the end of that verse? They would go to her for judgment. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. People had been praying. God spoke to her. She's a prophet and the leader of Israel. She said, hey, Barak, God is commanding you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. We've actually gotten to see Mount Tabor at a distance, took pictures of it. The mountain of Deborah. And I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Hmm. Barak told her, I will go. <laughs> he didn't even hesitate. But only if you go with me. Look at her answer. She didn't hesitate either. This is very unique for this lady here. She said, very well, I'll go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. Now, you've got to remember, at this point in time, that was not disrespect to women. Deborah herself knew very well that she was unique in the history and annals of Israel and the history of the world at that time because women were treated as second-rate citizens. They were treated as property. So she was a mighty woman of God, and here she is telling him, okay, I'll go with you, 
but uh, you're not going to receive the glory and honor that you, you think you should or you normally would, right, if, if I go with you. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him. Somebody say went up or went down. Either way, they went with him. Deborah also went with him. She went into a military conflict as a leader. So let's jump to verse 14, and then we'll read these last three verses. Then Deborah said to Barak, look at this word of the Lord right here. Get ready. This is the day. I'm speaking to you right now, too. Somebody look at me. You may not be able to see the color of my eyes from where you are, but you can see my little eyeballs. Look into my face. Look at this bald head this morning and hear the word of the Lord for you. Get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory. This is the day. Say, man, I don't feel it. No, it doesn't matter. The word has been spoken. It's gone out. Now you're responsible for it. This is the day, she said, the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. Some of you have fought and fought and fought with an enemy in your flesh, something that stressed you out. Maybe it's a, a person. Maybe it's yourself. Today is the day that you get victory. Mark my words. Mark, actually, mark the word of the Lord. Get ready, this is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. He's marching ahead of you. Mm. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. Sisera leaped down from his chariot, the leader, <laughs> the leader of the opposing army, and escaped on foot. I'm not even going to get into everything that happened to him after he fled. Verse 16, then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Harosheth Hagoyim, killing all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one was left alive. I guess I'll finish the story. So Sisera ran away, ran to a woman's tent. She said, come on in. You can hide here. Gave him some milk to drink. He fell asleep. While he was sleeping, she pinned his head to the ground with a tent stake. That's what Scripture says. I mean, Scripture doesn't pull any punches. It talks about oppression. It talks about inequality in the past. It talks about walking in love. And it tells graphic stories sometimes. But a woman wiped out the general of the opposing army. Man, if you think about it, she must have been pretty good with that stake. She must have set up a few tents in her life, right? To just quickly, while someone's asleep, go, I don't know how you do that, but that's what happened. So she's the one who wiped out the enemy leader, all right? So I want to talk to you about a few attributes of Deborah, and I'm going to relate them to you because you, not just women, women, I want you to hear me today and hear me well, but men, this is for you as well, because these are Christ-like attributes. First of all, she was a prophet. Some of you say, you know what, Pastor Matt, I am not a prophet. You don't have to walk in the office of a prophet to speak a prophetic word. Did you know the Spirit of Jesus is prophecy? That's what Revelation says. So Jesus is the word, and the word is Jesus. So if you speak the word, that is prophetic. You say, do I have to foretell the future? No, not every time. A prophetic word is this, is publicly saying, even if it's to one person, declaring the word of God. It's that simple. She heard from God, and she spoke his word. Let me jump around real quick. Real quick. Verse 6, look at verse 6. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, is saying, right? Commands you, call out these warriors. Call out these warriors. And verse 7, she says, 
she's quoting the Lord. So, and I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. Then I will give you, there I will give you victory over him. Verse 14. Remember, we just went over this. Get ready. Someone say, get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera. For the Lord is marching ahead of you. Get ready. This is the day the Lord will give, give you victory because the Lord is marching ahead of you. Get ready. Today is the day of victory because the Lord is marching ahead of you. Some of you have been stressed out about some stuff. You've been stressed out about some stuff. It's amazing. I started going out of my way to honor women Wednesday night. And I, we don't give glory and honor to the devil, but I know the enemy attacks. I know people attack. The enemy uses them as pawns, and sometimes things just happen. But it's really odd to me. The week before we honor women with this flourish, flourish night event, and I start talking about women, man, the next morning we find out about an amazingly costly repair situation at our house. And I'm going to be honest with you, it hit me in the stomach. I'm supposed to be God's man of faith and power, but sometimes I have to lean on my wife, stuff like that. I wasn't talking negative. I was just saying, boy, this, is, this was unexpected. My wife said, God's going to take care of us. He always does. That's, that's prophesying right there. I said, I believe. I believe that. I said, God has always taken care of us. Some of you are in the midst of stuff right now. It may not be financial. may not be a home repair situation. It may be with a kid, a relationship, an ex, a child. I don't know, but it is time to prophesy. It is time. You say, how do I do that? Speak the word and believe it. Or believe it and then speak it. I don't care which order. I don't think God does either. Sometimes you don't believe it until you've said it. Sometimes you already believed it, so you spoke. But man, sometimes you just got to talk. You just got to say, no, God, I believe it. Ooh, I, I, I believe it, Lord. I believe. Now help any area of me that does not believe. But I believe. You're going you're gonna to fight through doubts. But you must speak the word. This woman of God heard from God, spoke his word, you don't have to be a prophet to speak his word. You don't. What an amazing example this woman of God is. You just speak prophetically. You say, well, how? God's going to take care of us. I got seed in the ground I've been given. I give first fruits. I give tithe and offering. I'm honoring God to the best of my ability. We're far, we're far from having it all together in every single way. But, man, we honor God. And don't you think God honors that when you're putting him first and you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? You're not walking away from God every six months. You're not getting tired of God when he doesn't answer your prayers how you want him to answer them. You're not sick of the battle just because there's a battle. You're not weary just because you're doing good. Scripture says, I don't know who this is for this morning. Scripture says, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you don't faint. Let me talk to you as women real quick. You weren't expecting me to say this this morning, ladies. I'm going to talk to the men too. Lady, ladies, quit being sissies. Say, what? That's just for men. No, women can be sissies too. God, women, I've seen the power you can operate in as women and mothers and the blessing to the kingdom of God, all the serving you do at this church, you don't take, have to take a back seat to the enemy or to his attacks or to the battle in your mind. Stop being a sissy. Men, same for you. Don't be sissies. Don't let your wife do everything. Don't let her be the spiritual head in everything. She's going to strengthen you and uphold you. And I know sometimes you say, well, she knew the Lord before me. That's fine. But you start to seek God for yourself, men, and start to speak the word. Men and women of God, I speak to the great God who lives inside of you. 
that he would arise in you and you would let him arise. Today is the day. Let me read this again. 4 verse 14. Get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory. This is the day. Some of you said, man, Pastor Matt, I don't know how. You know what? You know the exciting news? You don't have to know how. You don't have to know how. I love how, how the Lord spoke to Esther in the Old Testament, and her cousin spoke to her, and he said, hey, if you don't help during this season, it looks like you've been raised up for such a time as this, but if you don't help during this season, then help will come. It's going to come from somewhere. God's going to take care of his people. So get in or get out. Now is your time. This is your year. Today is the day of victory and salvation. Today. Someone say today. Mm -hmm. I believe it. You've already said it. Now, we got, now we're responsible for it. We've already said it. We're believing it. It is not the time to give up at the one-yard line. Man, you got to crawl, roll, turn a flip. Get into that end zone. However you got to get in there. Just get in there. That's, that's football terminology. For those of you who don't, habla football americano. So, prophet. You say, well, I'm not a prophet. No, you just speak the word. You're called to believe and speak. Remember that. You're called. Someone say, I am called to believe and to speak God's word. All right, great. Look what else she was here. A judge. Look at point two here. She's a judge. So, she decided on very important state decisions of Israel. She also dealt with individuals as a judge, decider of um, disputes, an arbitrator, but she led the country. You say, man, a judge, I'm not a judge. Ah, that word has been misused a lot. We're all called to be able to judge wisely. Someone say judge wisely. Say, I'm not a judge. Ah, with God's help, though, you can decide wisely. Let's go to James 1.5. I love this right here. Every situation, my wife and I are saying, Lord, give us wisdom. The situation we're dealing with right now, we say, God, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom. Give us wisdom. I talked to my dad. He said, God's going to lead you. God leads you by giving you wisdom many times. You say, oh, here's an idea. Look, look at this simple verse here, James 1.5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But you got to believe. I'm not going to get into the next verses, but it just talks about if you're going to ask him, you better believe. And I've believed this is so timely for us. This is so timely for you in so many ways. I know this word is not just for me. This word is for you today. God is giving you wisdom. He's breathing wisdom into areas that you said, man, this, this whole thing is just, I don't know, man. It's. It's gotten rotten, this area. It's festering. It's, there's no circulation there. There's no outlet. And God says, I'm breathing new life into that area by giving you wisdom on how to deal with the situation. Wisdom. Just as a wise judge would have. And that's just what Deborah had. She wasn't judged because she was ignorant, right? Or foolish. She was the judge of Israel as the woman judge at that time. Very male-dominated world at that time. Because God had given her wisdom. You can decide wisely with God's help. Don't do it in your own strength. You know how many mistakes I've made by doing stuff in my own strength? Look back on life real quick. You don't have to close your eyes. You can if you want, if it helps you remember. 
But if you made some crazy decisions just because you didn't get wise counsel and you did not move forward in wisdom, you say, man, I never should have done that. I never should have got involved with that person in this way. I shouldn't have gone into business with that. I shouldn't have done this. I sh- hey, or I should have done this. I should have gone around that way. I should have listened. That's all right. Today is your day because God is bringing the victory. He's going ahead of you to bring the victory to you. That's today. Someone say, that's today. Mm-hmm. He's called you to be a wise judge. You say, man, a judge. Well, a judge is one who decides wisely. That's it. You make decisions. You make a judgment. You are deciding. We must decide wisely. We as believers, many times, Jesus talked about this, many times, many times the children of the world are wiser than us in finances and different stuff. God is calling us. He's calling us to be wise in finances, wiser than the world in relationships, wiser with our marriages, wiser in our friendships. How does it start? You, you want me to give you a real easy way that it starts, that you be wise? You fear God. Scripture says that's the beginning of wisdom. If you're concerned about what God thinks about what you're doing, you've already started the road to wisdom. Here's number two, real easy. Fear God, and if you fear God, you're going to love Him and love others. And that makes you wiser than the average person. That makes you wiser than, than the other people that are trying to run the race. It just does. So you've got to be able to judge wisely. In and out of season, you make good decisions. Man, you don't just jump up and make crazy decisions, man. Get counsel. Talk to God. Ask God. And sometimes I understand you're forced into decisions, and you have to make the best decision possible right then because of time constraints or whatever. But don't go into it without God's wisdom, without asking His will and His wisdom. Say, God, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to just take steps. Sometimes you have to take steps until God either removes your peace or it stops working out. It's that simple. You say, no, I, I, I feel feel good about this i'm gonna i'm gonna take a step of faith so here we go i'm gonna just walk toward this goal god you speak to us i've got to move on this lord you help me you be with me help me to judge wisely so deborah was a prophet she prophesied but she was also a judge and she decided wisely i love how quickly she decided when this guy he said i'll go but you're going with me she said very well i'll go with you just like that You say, was that the spur of the moment? God had probably already warned her that he was going to ask for her help. So that leads us into our third point this morning. Deborah was a military leader. You say, man, I am not a military leader. Uh We know that, right? I don't think anyone in here is an actual military leader. Anyone online? I don't know. But I do know this. You're called to lead in some aspect. Someone say, I'm called to lead. Uh huh. In your home, at work, say, "Well, I don't want to be the manager." You can still be a leader at work. You can st- you can be a leader at work by showing up on time and honoring the boss that everybody hates. You lead in certain ways. I learned this in high school. One night, my senior year, I couldn't sleep. I don't know what was going on with me. I don't know if I had caffeine late or what. I don't remember if I was 17 or 18 years of age. Might have already been 18. I couldn't sleep one night, so I pulled out a book by Miles Monroe. And I'll never forget this. You should look into Miles Monroe for leadership. He's no longer with us. He's in heaven. He's a great man of God. He said, as soon as you decide to go against the flow and not do what the rest of the world is doing, you become a leader in your area. I will never forget that. I was laying on the couch at 2 in the morning reading. 
And I'll never forget that. That moved me. And here's this woman of God is. She became, she went from prophet to judge. I'm, I'm almost certain she was a prophet first and beca- then became the judge of Israel because of her role as a prophet. But then now all of a sudden, because of her role as a prophet and a judge, she's being asked to be a military leader. I love it. One, one time, me, I think it was me and Jen, we looked into a, a book for kids, and it showed Deborah out in the battle with Barak, some tough-looking lady, man, wearing armor. I don't know if it was like that. I don't know exactly how she led that day, but she was with the generals, so she was a military leader. You know what I get out of that? Ladies, y'all are good at this. She was battle-ready. Men, you're good at this too. She was battle ready. You've got to be ready on the spur of a moment to be able to pray and go to battle for people. Just like that. Battle ready. And you're called to lead in some way. Everyone is. We're all called to be leaders and followers. I follow in many ways, but I also lead in many ways. That's very normal. Someone say, that's normal. Uh huh. We're called to submit, but we're also called to stand up and lead. You say, how? Once again, your job. When you start to serve at this church, by default, you become someone who is leading the way. This is a serving church. How many people did we have at our volunteers party in August? Do you remember, love? It was how many? She knew exactly. Talk about leading. Eighty-two. Today, you might have 82 people in this sanctuary. And there was a few people from the Spanish there. But what does that mean? That means the majority of people in this ministry serve somehow. Say, how do we serve? I'm glad you're asking. Men, hit me up after service. I have a unique, easy, and fun way that you can help me this afternoon, right after church. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me about that. It'll probably take 15 to 20 minutes of your time here at the church. Get with me after the service. If you're interested, if you're not, I'm praying that God deal with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm messing. People are going, people are like, whoa, what, what, what? I'm messing with you. If you're interested, see, I'm messing with you. If you're interested, get with me in the lobby, and uh, you'll help me out this afternoon here at the church. It'll be easy. But when you choose to serve, you begin leading. I love calling our volunteer group there, the V groups, Sunday mornings, all the, the kids that show up to help, the teenagers and the adults that show up to help, Pastor John and Eric. I call them servant leaders because they are. That's how we lead, by serving. That's how Jesus led. Right? So she was battle ready, and she led in every way possible. And she was a wife. She probably led, she probably led the war that night with Bay, and th- she led the war that day with Bayrak and probably went home and cooked, cooked a, a meal for her husband. Took care of the kids. I don't know if she had kids. I mean, just amazing. Let me say this to you women. Let me do it publicly. I honor the people of God today, all men and women. But women, let me say this. There's obviously a problem with honoring women on the planet because of sex trafficking. That proves it. There's millions and millions of women all over this planet getting sex trafficked. Satan hates women. I don't know what it is about you. I don't know if he took offense to you at the Garden of Eden. I don't know if it's because you are the most refined part of creation that God created Adam, and then from Adam God created Eve, but Satan hates you. In the world system, I don't care what they tell you about equality and other things, when they're exploiting you sexually, they hate you. What they say and what they do are two different things. Oh, we don't want to exploit women. Put this thing on and and pose for us. Mm -mm. Let me say publicly, women, that I honor you here today. 
You've been called to lead. You've been called to honor and take care of your husbands, but you are leaders of your homes in many ways. People say, I can't learn anything from a woman. Oh, you didn't learn anything from your mom or your wife? I learned stuff from my wife, and she's younger than me. Oh, you didn't learn nothing from a lady at school, a teacher? That is crazy. Heard of guys that tell their wives, no, I'm going to teach my son. You're not going to teach him. Well, that's just stupid. I'm not even going to ask forgiveness for that. I don't care who hears this today. You can come find me. I feel smoke coming out of my ears. I learned so much from my blessed mom. And my dad was always wise. He said, you better listen to your mom or I'm going to whip the fire out of you. That's how dad honored mom. He said, did, did your mom tell you to do this? I think, I think I may be the only one that got double spankings. Did you ever get a double spanking, John? Got spanked by mom and the dad found out about it and he was... That's why I turned out okay, man, but it's just hard to sit down sometimes. They knocked all the hair off my head, too. <laughs> but we learn, and our learning is progressive. That's the way I'll use that word this morning. You want to be a progressive? Be a progressive everyday learner. Learn to get into the Word and learn more. I learned from my wife. I learned from Mom Brown, who's my second mom. I learned from ladies here all the time. I learned from teachers in school. I learned from women ministers. It is God's will that we learn from men and women. It is God's will that we honor men and women. And ladies, let me say something else to you prophetically and by the Spirit of God today. Now's your time. Now's your time. I have, let's give the Lord a clap offer. Come on. Men, I love and honor you. I'm a man too. But we as men need to protect and honor and release our women to serve God. You're going to see women here preaching and teaching. Pastor Jen's leading the way there. And we release women to be who God called them to be. Man, I'm spitting on this mic like a rapper. I've always wanted to do that. Spit on the mic. Women, we release you publicly and before God and all his angels and all these witnesses in this house. You are free to serve. Like Southwest Airlines says, you are free to move about the country. Well, you are free to move about this ministry and serve where it's needed. We honor you and we thank you, ladies. God bless you for your service and we'll be here for you if you need us. And I'm going to keep preaching the word to you and protecting you and leading you toward heaven. And God's best. God bless y'all. We love y'all. Love y'all so much, ladies. You say, isn't that just for Mother's Day? Let's honor women more than just Mother's Day. Let's honor men more than just Father's Day. I honor all of you today because you are God's people. I honor the fact that you have accepted Jesus and you're a child of God, men and women. And you can speak prophetically. You can judge wisely, make good decisions, hear from God in your decisions. And you can be a leader right where you've been called to be. Now let me get into this. I didn't give this to y'all. Would you look up this verse for me, if you would? I want them to see it on the screen. New Living Translation. Judges 5-7. Look at this. Look at Judges 5-7. It says, There were few people left in the villages of Israel. The enemy had beat them down to powder and to dust. People were dying. People were leaving to hide from the enemies. Scripture tells us that during the judges, the time of the judges, before the kings, that people... Raiders would come into the country so much that people would hide from them. So there were few, few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. Yeah. 
there were few people left in the village of, of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. Let me tell you something about Pastor Jen. She went through the battle of her life in 2019 into 2020, into 2021. And she arose back up as a mother for this church. And I'm going to honor her today publicly. I will rise up and call her blessed. Because we don't have kids, but she's the mother of many, many spiritual kids. And she loves y'all as much as I do. She might love y'all a little bit more. I don't know. I, mean, it's just, I don't know. No, we love y'all so much. And we love y'all all the same, and we're proud of you. And baby, congratulations. God's going to flow through you Tuesday night. It's your time. It's your time. Let's stand up and give the Lord a clap offering today. Come on. Let's go ahead. Come on. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for Pastor Jen, for all the women in the house, for all the men in the house, all of you who are putting God first, all of you that God matters to you, all of you that the future matters with God. Before you're seated, let me say this. I am so proud of every one of you. Some of you have come through hell and high water to be here this morning. Some of you say, man, Pastor Matt, you don't know. I, I feel like I escaped the house that was on fire and my socks burned. I got out that pen with the bull, man, and he was hooking my clothes already. I, I just barely got out. Well, here you are. God's hand is on you. You've walked around. You've dug under. You've gone through. You've gone over. And here you are. That wreck should have killed you. Those drugs should have wiped you out. That ex should have messed you all up, but you're here you are. Let's give the Lord a clap off on the day. There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah rose as a mother for Israel. If there's a mother, then there's a father. Men, you are loved and treasured. Women, you are loved, honored, cherished, and treasured today. Be the man and woman of God you were called to be. God did not call us to be sissies. We're not going to back down from a fight. We're going to speak the truth in love, but we're going to share our faith. Share your faith with one person a week. Moms are really good at that. Women are really good at that. Men, we can be great at that too. One person a week, that's it. And in 52 weeks, you've reached out to 52 people. Wow. Man, let's just stay standing if you would. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Our sound man did a beautiful job of having music ready. We're going to just fade into Eric here if we could. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice, those on the live stream or here? Is there anyone that would say, Pastor Matt, if I died, I don't know where I'd go because I've never accepted Jesus. I, I don't want to die and go to hell. You say, man, Pastor Matt, that's not a popular word. You shouldn't use that in church. Well, it's too late. I already used it. We're going to talk about the blood and about Jesus and, and the cross, even if it's an uncomfortable truth, because Jesus talked about hell, we're going to bring it up. And I will be responsible to God in you, and I will be responsive to His Spirit to say, if you haven't accepted Jesus, there's no way you can get to heaven, according to Scripture. I didn't make that up. Is there anyone in this house who has never made Jesus the Lord of their life? Would you raise your hand today? I'm going to pray with you. Anyone at all, you say, man, Pastor Matt, if I, if, I, if I didn't draw another breath, I don't know where I'd go. Is, is that you today? All right. That's wonderful news. Everyone in this house 
has a relationship with God because they've accepted Jesus. Go ahead and bow your heads and pray this prayer with me. This is for the live stream or whoever listens to this. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so sorry. I'm a sinner without you. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. Teach me your word. I'm sorry for my sin. But I confess now that Jesus died and rose again for me. He lives forevermore. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. And I am saved. I'm saved from myself and from hell. Say, I accept Jesus into my heart right now. I'm a believer, and I've confessed Jesus as my Lord. Thank you for saving me, Father, in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Is there anyone in this house that God spoke to this morning? You know what? As a matter of fact, every head not bowed, every eye open. Raise your hand if God spoke to you this morning. Based on that confession, let's honor God by praying over the word that you received. Go ahead. Let's, let's agree. Father, I thank you for your people. Thank you for what they've received today. I thank you that it's fallen on good ground. They will apply it. They will live it, walk in it, and work it. They'll reach out to people weekly. And Lord God, they will be examples and testimonies. See, I'm not perfect. Well, who is? We can still be examples and testimonies with God's help because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you today, Lord, for your wisdom, your goodness. And we thank you for your time today, Lord, that you would honor us with your presence. We felt your presence. We know you were here today because we spoke your word and we lifted you up and our hearts confirmed that your presence, your spirit was here and still is. So we thank you, Father. Multiply this word in our hearts and help us to share it wisely. And we give you glory, Father, for the ability to speak the word and judge wisely and to lead in some aspect, some way. Speak, make wise decisions, and walk in wisdom. Let me say that again. Speak the word, walk in wisdom, make good decisions, and, Father God, to lead in wisdom. We thank you today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.